0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the Harmony Ministries Sunday morning live stream. We are thrilled that you're with us, uh, both our community and those beyond our community that are joining us. Uh, again, we are in this weird time where we're all worshiping from where we're at, and uh, we're going we're gonna to do that as best we can uh, because our God is still on the throne. So join us as we sing our God.
1: there's no one like you None like you Our God Our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other God, you are healer Awesome in power Our God
0: You know, just like when everyone's here, you can still rely on me to botch up the lyrics. Here we go. Into
1: the darkness you shine, out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, none like If our God is for us, then it could ever stop us. And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then it could ever stop us. And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? What could stand against? God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome power. Our God. Our God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us. What can stand against? What can stand against?
0: Amen. Our God is greater. If you're just joining us, welcome to Harmony Ministries live stream of our Sunday morning, May third service. Uh, today we will be doing communion together, apart, virtually. So, uh, <laughs> if uh, if you have the normal grape juice and matzah in stock, great. <laughs> if you don't, be creative. Um, get some juice. Animal crackers, yeah, whatever you got. <laughs> whatever you got. Um, we're going to be partaking in that later, so you can get that ready. I'm going to read from uh, Book of Luke chapter one verses thirty to thirty three. The angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High." the Lord God, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob and his kingdom will have no end. Join us as we sing your name.
1: I yeah. Let the nation sing it louder, cause nothing has the power to say but your name.
0: 13 says, And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever.
2: through.
3: Worship
2: and praise Him, the Lord.
0: on the throne. All glory, praise, and honor. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We lift up your name this morning. We ask that you would speak to our hearts and minds as we hear from your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Good morning, everyone, watching from home, listening in with us, Um, Mike, Katie, Vince, thank you guys so much, that was awesome, and uh, you can't see them on the screen here, but Ryan and Adrian are our tech team, and they're killing it for us, so thanks guys for doing this, really appreciate it, thanks for being lead worshipers, and for helping us turn our eyes to Jesus, Um, that lyric, keep my eyes ever fixed on Jesus's face, hit me pretty hard, Um, I know personally I needed this time uh, of music to reorient and redirect my thoughts upward uh, to the one who exchanges my anxiety for courage and my fear for faith and hope. Um, I bet you all needed it too, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, This morning I've got some announcements, uh, maybe a little longer than what we normally do, a little bit of family, uh, family business table talk. Uh, something I'd like to call Harmony Family Table Talk. Um, just as if we're sitting around the kitchen table having conversation and talking about family life together. So the first family, Harmony Family Table Talk item is Kenya. Uh, John shared last week about our friends in Kenya uh, and their need for help during this pandemic. Uh, I'm happy to report earlier this week Harmony's mission committee sent $3,000 in available disaster funds. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's awesome. Uh, To help Pastor Joseph and the community he is ministering to in Limaru. How cool is it that we get to be the very hands and feet of Jesus in the midst of this to them right now? In addition to that, if you want to continue to join in helping support them further, uh, we will be sending another gift to them in the future. Uh, If you have the ability to give during this time, uh, we'd encourage you to do so. Uh, And the way you can do that is just by marking on your check, Kenya uh, Missions, and uh, you can mail that in to us or you can do the same thing online. Uh, So, as we talk about giving, I want you all to know that this church body has continued to give during this difficult time, and we've been blessed uh, because of it. Uh, We've been amazed at how you've stepped up to the plate, not just financially with your tithes and offerings. You've given generously by sending food for the pantry, for all the cards and cookies, for the nursing homes, the gift baskets that we've been able to send. Uh, I want to encourage you. Y'all are the real deal, and uh, you are being the hands and feet of Jesus right now, and that's awesome. Please keep doing this. Don't grow weary. Keep it up. Uh, we also recognize that for many of you, times are tight right now. Some of you are worried about losing your job. And health benefits. Uh, Many of you have filed for unemployment or know of someone who has. Uh, This is a really tough time, so please let us know how we can help you all. As always, if you have the ability to give, we encourage you to do this first to your local church and then above and beyond toward opportunities like these. Okay, Harmony Family Table Talk item number two. I'm going to talk about the annual meeting. Uh, Typically, our annual meeting is held the third week of May. Uh, Maybe you've been asking yourself, how do we hold an annual meeting when no one can come to church? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, We've been asking ourselves the same question. Uh, After some good discussion with the church leadership, we've decided to hold our annual meeting two Sundays after the next time we gathered together physically in this sanctuary. So just as soon as public gatherings of 150 to 200 are allowed, we will do so. Uh, And I'd say it should look like a party when we finally get together again. So let me say it again. We've decided to hold our annual meeting two Sundays after the next time we gather together physically in this sanctuary. Woo, Woo, that's right. Got a woo from the crowd. Um, We want you all to have the documents in hand in advance of this year's meeting, so we're working to finalize those now. That includes the annual report, uh, the school budget, and the church budget. Uh, We'll have those completed by May 8th. Uh, and then we'll get those into your hands in an email during the week of May 11th. So keep an eye out for that email. Three documents coming your way during the week of May 11th. Uh, we want to invite you guys to read through uh, those reports and budgets. Ask any questions that you have. Feel free to reach out to us uh, via phone or email. Uh, we want uh, you to be informed and to have what you need before the annual meeting. So before I shift to our last topic, I want to give a quick shout out to some people that deserve recognition uh, this time of year, especially, obviously, our essential workers. Um, Y'all keep America running right now, and many of you from Harmony are putting yourselves at risk on the front lines to serve. We're grateful for you all. Uh, We're grateful for your service, and we want you to stay safe. Second is to Jimmy Lucas and the FNF team. Uh, which includes Randy Ogden, Mike Mojica, Gary Furman, and Glenn Peterson. Uh, thank you guys for all you do uh, to help keep the lights on and the roofs from not leaking. Uh, your leadership during this pandemic is needed, and we appreciate your diligence and the wisdom you bring to the table as decisions are being made. Thank you guys for a two-and-a-half-hour Zoom call earlier this week, together with the elders. We appreciate the time that you all put into that Last shout out goes to a guy that literally writes the checks to pay the bills and keep this place running. He also tracks all of our revenue and expenses and he puts together the end of month and end of year, uh, financial reports. He completes our budgets or compiles them. His brain is full of things that help keep this place running so smoothly. I know you're, you're waiting to hear who it is. If, if, if you know this guy, Jim Whittle, Jim uh, uh, well you know he's a faithful steward there's whistling in the crowds here for Jim uh, faithful steward he is a, he's a true servant he's diligent light-hearted and uh, he's a joy to be around uh, he's an asset to our church and uh, he served as treasurer for many years uh, so Jim thank you for serving us thank you uh, also to your lovely wife Elisa um, we love you guys we appreciate you um, okay so last harmony family table talk item and then I'll pray briefly before John leads us uh, into communion. Um, speaking of John, he's a great leader to all of us. Um, he's, a, he's a great pastor uh, and we want to do whatever we can to keep him at the helm leading the way for us into the future uh, with the school and the church. With that in mind, we need him to be at his best uh, and so after some more good discussion with the uh, church leadership. We are going to take some time this coming summer to provide John with a sabbatical. A sabbatical is a, a time of extended rest meant to uh, refresh and restore. Uh, this will be a time for him to, to get out of his everyday routines and rhythms uh, so he can seek God in a fresh way on our behalf and on the church's good or for the church's good. As I said, a time to refresh and restore. Uh, our hope is that he'll be renewed as a man of God as a husband to sherry and as a father to his kids our constitution gives us room to provide our pastor with a three-month sabbatical every seven years of service so with that in mind we're sending john on sabbatical for two months this summer he only asked for two uh, and that's going to be during the months of july and august uh, during that time we want to give john full and complete separation from his duties here so the elders and the other pastors uh uh, we'll be rotating in to cover the sunday morning preaching schedule Uh, we also plan to identify one of the other pastors uh, as our point person for handling any church business that comes up Uh, this will allow us to protect john's privacy and give him space that he needs to be renewed so as summer's approaching please be praying for john's time we're excited we can give this period of rest that he can continue to lead us strong into the future So I'm going to go ahead and shift gears and pray briefly for us and for our offering time. Uh, We'll give you a chance to uh, take some time there virtually to give online if you want to do that. Um, And then uh, John will come and lead us uh, uh, in our communion time. So let me pray for our time. God, uh, we are grateful for uh, your presence. We're grateful for uh, the face of Jesus that we can look upward towards uh, and the opportunity that you give us to exchange um uh, exchange difficult things for good things, uh, exchange anxiety, uh, for, for courage, uh, to exchange fear for faith. Uh, God, you are good. Uh, in the midst of difficult times, we trust you. We rely on you. Uh, we need you. Uh, God, we desperately throw ourselves at your feet and, um, we pray you would encourage our hearts, encourage our souls, uh, encourage this congregation that's listening in that, that they would know your presence, uh, right now, uh, maybe more than they've ever known it, maybe uh, in in a closer way than they have sensed it before. Would you be present among us? Would you um, lead us? Uh, God, we're desperate for you and we need you. And so as we bring our offering to you of ourselves, of our lives, of our finances, of our all the things that we have stewardship over, God, we want, to, we want to offer them back to you. We want to give you the things that will help uh, run this church and help us reach out to the community that is in need. Uh, God, would you uh, help us to be generous givers uh, like you are generous towards us. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, while uh, the offering slide is up and then we'll be right back and uh, you, this will be a good time for you to grab your crackers and and juice if you've got them
5: well greetings harmony and uh, all our guests that are listening in all around the state some down in florida glad you're here this morning i want to thank uh, the worship team this morning and also our uh, elder Corey mcgrail for doing a great job with uh, family time if you will and uh, especially those kind words uh, about me going away. Uh, For any of you who are saying, oh, please, uh, it'll come soon enough. And if you're worried in any way, I just want you to know I'm not going out candidating. That's not what I'm doing. I'm getting refreshed to come back and serve you for as long as the Lord will have me here. So there we are. Yep, we have airplanes going by. Well, this morning, before we uh, do our virtual community, communion together, this will be unique for us. I think it's unique for people all over the, all over the world, perhaps. Uh, you don't have to do it if you're not feeling comfortable. There is something missing in the fact that out of one loaf, we break it up and we uh, distribute to the one family that are a unit together. It kind of gets broken up because of our circumstances, but we'll do the best we can. The primary focus of communion is to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and let him have his first place in our lives. So let me uh, have a short message with you today that comes out of our book of Hebrews that we've been in. And the series that we've been uh, in in Hebrews has been titled Better Things. And uh, how appropriate when we speak about the Lord Jesus that we use the term better And the word is not just like, I'm feeling better, I got over being sick, or the car I bought this year is better than the one I had last year. It's more than just that. It means to be more useful, more beneficial, more helpful, quite capable. The whole picture of the book of Hebrews is talking about this great intercessor, the Lord Jesus, who is better. And he brings with him everything that is more useful, which is finer, gooder in every way, if I can say that. Terrible English, but all the teachers out there are cringing. If you uh, want to follow along at home and you have a Bible, there are two texts we're going to use today. One is Hebrews, our text for the morning. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 and th- through 28. But also later, you probably know it by heart, but if you want to cheat, Matthew, the sixth chapter, is where you can find the Lord's Prayer, what is called the Lord's Prayer, which really is the disciples' prayer. And when we focus on communion, we're going to take the words of our most excellent, our better Savior, and we're going to pray those together through the time of communion. A little bit of meditation. I'll be honest, sometimes I'm jealous of other churches that have kneeling benches. I think there's something about those times to pause during a sermon, during a service, to get on our knees, to humble our hearts, even our bodies physically before God, provided we don't have knee trouble or something like that, uh, just to change our demeanor. I, there is something about what we do with our bodies, and taking the time for quiet and meditation is a profitable thing. We want to, in the future, as we learn how to worship even better than we know, uh, to to Um, incorporate some of that as we worship together. Even when we get back together, we'll look forward to some of that. Our title today is Once and for All, and we'll come back to that meaning of once and for all in a few minutes. But I want to talk about good things and better things, and I thought gifts are a good thing to talk about. Some gifts are great gifts. Some gifts you're not so sure about. Um, Being a pastor over the years and having uh, five kids in my family, uh, I guess we were on the we feel sorry for you list, so occasionally we were given automobiles. Anybody ever been given an automobile? Some of the automobiles were great gifts. All of them were given with a good heart, meant to help us along. Some of them were very interesting. We had uh, a van. Uh, It's got quite a notorious history, My daughter, who's listening this morning in the Albany area, will remember one day one of the many occasions that our van was pulled off, broken down on the side of the road while the school bus went by and all our neighbors got to see us sitting there. Of course, I wasn't there. It was my wife abandoned by herself. And uh, my daughter was on the school bus saying, "Ah, I hate that van. I'm sick of seeing it broken down on the side of the road. Not necessarily the greatest gift. But I remember when Sherry and I just got married and we were heading off to Denver, Colorado to go to seminary and had almost, well, maybe more than two pennies or two nickels to rub together. My father-in-law gave us a Chevy. Yeah, Chevy Malibu. That was the greatest gift. Took us all the way across country ran like crazy forever. I was so dumb as a newlywed. I didn't know you have to change this stuff called oil in the car and never did while I was in seminary. And it kept running for us. That was a great gift. And the Lord watches out for his idiots, my wife and I always say. And here we are, safe and sound. Some gifts are great. Other gifts, you go, no. Well, I want to talk today about the greatest gift in the universe, and that is our great Savior There's a passage of scripture that uh, is listed for you. Chapter 7, verses 26 through 28 talks about our great Savior, the intercessor on our behalf. Let me just mention, there's two options. If if there is a creator, and there is, my friend, then he has plans for us. We're not an accident. And the problem in the world is not that we're out of whack with our universe, although we are. We're out of whack. Whack with the creator of the universe. And when you're in trouble with somebody of that stature, it really helps to have a friend who can be a go-between for you, somebody who's got an in that can set up a good meeting where you can get your issues resolved. As some of you might relate to what I'm talking about, whether it was a problem with your principal or your parents or some legal conflict or a neighbor. it helps to have a friend. We have the greatest friend ever. Jesus, what a friend of sinners. Jesus, Savior of my soul. Here's what it tells us in the book of Hebrews. For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, a go-between, that's what a priest is, an advocate, somebody who stands in the gap for us, a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled. Um, In case you haven't figured it out, That is not us, (laughs) innocent, undefiled, perfect, if you will, holy, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens, who does not need daily like those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Because this he did, here's the phrase, once for all, when he offered up himself, That's where we want to stop for just a second before we go to the next part of this passage. Once for all, a word hapax. Those who have studied scripture know that if you find a word in the Bible one time, it's called a hapax legomena. It's a word that's found only once. And that's not just for Bible. That's any linguistic study. If you find the word that's only used once in a text, that's what it's called. Hapax, once for all. The opposite of once for all is repeatedly or recurring. What happened in Jesus happened once for all, never to be repeated. It's a final, finished product. And here's what the rest of the passage says. For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath, that's a reference to Psalms, you are a priest forever, according to the all. Uh, according to the order of Melchizedek, that's the oath, which God gave, came after the law, it appoints a son made perfect forever. Well, once for all, better things. I have three points today. If you printed out your bullet and you'll know it, otherwise let me just give you the three points quickly. In Jesus, once for all, we have been provided a better advocate. We have been provided better assurance and we have been provided a better arrangement than you've ever had before. And here's what it's talking about. Number one, a better advocate. A priest is a go-between. A person who makes peace between you and God, God, God's forgiveness brought back to you. That's the role of a priest, this advocate, this intercessor, this one who goes along with you like a lawyer going to court to defend you. That's even a connection in terms of the language. The former priest, the Bible tells us in chapter 7, just before the text we read, the former priest, on the one hand, existed in greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, on the other hand, because he abides forever, once for all, holds his priesthood permanently into perpetuity, remember, forever. That's what it means. He holds that priesthood. Hence, also, he is able to save forever. If you have the old King James, save to the uttermost, save completely, save without any reservation, completely rescue permanently those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Sometimes we have to make appointments to sit down with somebody and pray with them and have a sense of our sins being forgiven. Uh, The Roman Catholic concept of confession is not completely wrong in that regard. The difference being we have direct access to God through our intercessor, Jesus. We don't need a human being, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we need a fellow believer to speak life to us as we grasps through their words the understanding that we're forgiven. Here's the good news in this particular passage. A better advocate. He's permanently available to make intercession on our behalf. I never have to worry about the ATM being closed up, the the drive-up window. It's open with the Lord Jesus Christ continually. He's able to save us and that completely forever a better advocate than those priests in the Old Testament. He is available and he doesn't have to pass it on to someone else. He holds his priesthood forever. That gives us better assurance. That's the second point. Better assurance. Let me read this text out of 7, verse 27. He has no need to offer sacrifices every day as the high priests do, first for their own sins And only then, for those of the people, this he did once and for all. There's the same word again. It comes out over and over, hapax, again. Not repeatedly, once and for all, by offering himself. This is a unique situation for a priest. Usually, in the Old Testament, they would take the blood of the lamb, an animal, And they would put the blood on the altar. That was the way atonement was made. It was a picture of the ultimate and final once-for-all sacrifice. And that's why Jesus is called by John the Baptist one day, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I guess I ought to park there for a second because sin is kind of a forgotten issue in our culture. We've redefined everything. But what are the things that keep you awake at night? What are the things that weigh on your conscience? The things that you wonder, I wonder if I did that wrong. And we probably did. What are the things that we need resolution? I can practice mindfulness, I can do all kinds of things, but ultimately the resolution for our sin requires an atonement something that makes it right, something that deals with the fact that the The rules of the universe as God has laid them out in his holiness have been violated and there must be justice. That is why Jesus offered himself, remarkable priest, goes up and gives his own life, sheds his own blood so that you can be forgiven. The atonement applies to you if you will receive it. I love the words of the songs about the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. We're going to be singing about it in a few minutes where there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. And it really does make a difference having a cleansed conscience. No need to offer regularly or often or again or again or again think about that save forever save to the uttermost fully rescued and forgiven always able to go up to the atm and extract what i need which is forgiveness and cleansing because the blood continues to effectually work right now and will till we're all perfected save forever i don't have to light a bunch of candles to hope to make God happy. I don't have to go say 27 Hail Marys or whatever it might happen to be, hoping that I'm forgiven and that I can reset my dial and go through this endless process of losing it and wondering if I'm cleansed and maybe doing something that might earn the forgiveness and the respect of our Father. Jesus has settled it once and for all. What a great privilege it is, and I've said it before. The greatest mental health verse in the scripture is in 1 John. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He can't lie, which means when I go and say in agreement with him, I just blew it. He says, I know it. Then I say, forgive me. He says, you got it. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. I don't have to hope and wish so. Learning to rest and exercise faith in his finished work is what liberates us. Better advocate, better assurance of complete forgiveness and of right relationship with my Father in heaven. And now, here's the end. Better arrangement. I had to put arrangement cuz there are all A's you notice and I'm a good Baptist preacher so there you go. But what I'm talking about is there's a new covenant here, a better arrangement than the old one. The old covenant established on Sinai with Moses, with all the priests from the Levitical tribe and Aaron's progeny that has been replaced by something much more adequate, much more useful, much more beneficial absolutely capable of settling the issue that was only a picture in the Old Testament. It was temporary. I would bring my sacrificial animal to get atonement, but it was only a picture of what God had to do in our hearts. So this talks about a perfect and complete result. Let me read this verse to you. This comes a little later in the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And I've skipped through three verses, removed the middle ones. You can read it on your own, but let me just give you the relevant part. By this, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once and for all. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God. There's that intercessor role on our behalf. For by one offering, get this, he has brought to completion. He has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. He has perfected for all time. We're, on the, we're, we're, we're guaranteed to make it. We're going to be there and we're going to be perfected. I know that'll be shocking for some of us, but we're going to be perfected, sinless being in the presence of God. He's a, he has settled that issue for us in his once-for-all payment on the cross. A new arrangement, because it's not just that I'm going to make it there. Here's If you read that text in chapter 10, there's a reference pointing back to the book of Jeremiah. Anybody remember? This is the new covenant that I will make with my people. Anybody remember that? I will write my laws in their hearts we know from within i remember after i became a christian all of a sudden all the things i had been doing wrong that i didn't give a thought about i was brought up short the holy spirit started poking on me you need to do this you need to pay that back that you stole you need to make restitution you need to fix this i was like oh my goodness I didn't need it to get to heaven. I needed it to enjoy the new covenant, this better arrangement in the here and now, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's perfected us for all time and given us this new covenant, this better arrangement, a permanent, eternal, and sanctifying one. It's absolutely amazing. Done once and for all. Once in a while, as I uh, began to work here and and, uh, my secretary would ask for help from people, I won't mention any names, Jody, but I love to listen to her on the phone sometimes call over to someone in this building and say, oh, thanks for doing that. You're the best. I love that. You're the best. Well, you know what? He's the best. He is absolutely the best. A better advocate. He's arranged a better arrangement. He has better assurance for us. He is the best. And what I want us to do this morning as we gather around the Lord's table is I want to look at him as the best, the one who offered up himself on our behalf. Do you see him as the best? The reason Jesus said we should repeatedly do communion is not to re-sacrifice him. That's settled We do this so we stop and pause and remember and readjust our compass so that we're looking upwardly once again. Can I just say, if he's the best, when he's in my life in his rightful place, everybody pay attention now, everything else falls into line all the other priorities, all the worries, all the things that I have to do in my life, if he's in his rightful position, if we behold him as he is, the best, everything else will fall into place. That's why Jesus said, seek first my kingdom, my righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. So what I want us to do today is look at him and ponder, is he first place? Is he the best in my life? Because he is and that we might give him the worship and the gratitude that is due him. There's a great uh, piece of artwork, and you can find these uh, anywhere just about, but a picture of Pilate pointing at Jesus in front of the crowd, communicating, eke homo, behold the man, behold the man. Brothers and sisters, if you're a believer in Jesus, this is your few minutes now to behold the man. I want you to look at him. And we're going to put his, that picture back at the end after communion just for the purpose of meditating. I know Baptists don't like pictures, religious pictures that much, but I thought this one just gave us an illustration of what Jesus did as a, as a high priest. He offers himself. You know what's coming next. He's already got the, the crown of thorns on his head. He's going to be crucified brutally. He offers himself, behold the man and what he has done for you. Here's a verse I want you to meditate on as we prepare now for communion together. We're going to sing, there is a fountain filled with blood. The team's going to come and lead us. I'm going to go off and you're going to hear my voice over as we put verses on the screen. I'm going to ask you to meditate with me. I'll coach you a little bit as we give each one of those verses a minute for quiet thought. But here's the verse I want you to see as we go to communion. Verse 727 of Hebrews. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. Can I ask you to reread that with me for a minute? He sacrificed for my sins. Once for all, when he offered himself, Amen.
1: There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The dying. The thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. There may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. There may I, though vile at wash all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power. Till all the ransomed church of God Be safe to sin no more Till all the ransomed church of God Be safe to sin no more By faith, I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my thing, and shall be till I die. Redeeming. Love has been my theme, it shall be till I die.
4: All right, so as we uh, turn our hearts to communion, um, we want to lead you through uh, about a five to ten minute time here where uh, we can reflect on uh, what Jesus has done for us, uh, take some pause to do self-reflection, um, ultimately look to Jesus to see, like John had said, how he is better, um, and he has sacrificed himself for our sins and offer us offers us life uh, abundantly, and so uh, let me grab our communion so at home if you 're uh, there and you have uh, something to partake in, uh, go ahead and grab that and so, as we um, partake of this, this is a physical reminder of uh, what Jesus did for us. Um, Break this. If you want to partake with me at home, and as you do that together with your with your family, um, we're going to now move to uh, a time of reflection. John is going to lead us through uh, the Lord's Prayer, and John will read a line of that prayer, and then we'll have about a minute of silent uh, meditation time where you can reflect on what he has shared, and at the end he'll come up and lead us in an ending prayer.
5: So let's consider the words that are better advocate has trained us with in praying his prayer to the Father. So join with me and pray it out loud, and there'll be a pause after each line for you to consider. I'll mention a couple of things, then we'll have a quiet time for about 30 to 45, maybe 50 seconds. Let's begin together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Ponder how he is completely other than us yet our father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, how can I help your kingdom come on earth? Next, give us this day our daily bread. If you have abundance, give thanks. If you have needs, he invites you to ask. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That's hard. Help us, Lord. Now, having forgiven, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Give us your power, Lord, to live in victory. Let's all pray this together. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to have you come and take yours. I'm keeping distance from my brother here. But if you are there and you have the cup, we have... Developed a little tradition based on tales of the kingdom by the means where we honor our master, the one who has given us all these better, most excellent things. He's our very best friend and the only true savior. We acknowledge him as king. And so it was the refrain in the book to say to the king and to his kingdom, I think we can handle that. Even where you're seated at home, let's toast our glorious king. To the king and to his kingdom, my brothers and sisters, there is a king. Let's partake together. In a minute, we'll have the picture, Eke Homo, again, to meditate on what he has done for us. But let's pray together. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus, which will never lose its power. That fountain filled with blood, drawn straight from Emmanuel's veins. The Godhead together loved us enough to self-sacrifice. Thank you. We worship you today in the name of Jesus. And we want to sing about that as we close. In honor of you, Lord Jesus, the best. You're the best. Amen.
2: My strength, my soul, this corner stone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of No fear in death, this is the power of Christ in me, from thy first cry to final breath.
1: Who calls me love? Here in the past.
0: God, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. Because you are our king. You are our savior. And we stand here in the power of Christ. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Hallelujah. God bless us and keep us as we uh, continue to navigate these days. And as we hope for better things. And we thank you that uh, our hope is in the one true king. We praise you. Bless and keep us this morning and all our days. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Tune in next week.